Hello and welcome to another episode of Risk Talks. My name's Edward James and I'm the founding director of RCQ Associates, the risk, credit and quantitative recruitment specialists. Today I'm joined by Lewis Cox. Lewis um, is the chief risk officer of Breaking Wave, a fintech that's situated uh, within Deutsche Bank. Prior to Breaking Wave, he created and led a fintech risk function within DB's non-financial risk division, and he's also got a background in capital markets. Hello, Lewis. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, absolutely. My pleasure. I'm really looking forward to hearing, hearing some of your thoughts and, and a little bit on your background as well, too. So I guess let's get started. Um, in terms of Breaking Wave, um, how did Breaking Wave come about? And... How does the risk function play a part in this story? Sure. So, so Breaking Waves are a bit of a strange one. As you, as you touched upon, it's a fintech inside of Deutsche Bank, but uh, crucially, we're ring-fenced or what we like to call air-gapped from the bank itself. So that means from a, a physical perspective, from a virtual perspective, a data perspective, and obviously uh, from a branding perspective as well, we're completely ring-fenced. And um, the reason we did this is, is we realized that that fintechs or challenger banks, I'll include in that fintech market, had a bit of an unfair advantage when it came to innovation. So if you think about how a bank operates, it, for all the right reasons, is, is heavily weighed down with regulation, with compliance, with controls, and also with, with a concept such as technical debt, where because they operate so many of their own processes and have been operating so many processes and systems and ways of doing things for so long, it, it, it hasn't taken advantage of the way uh, the market's moved in recent terms in terms of how a fintech is set up. So about a year ago, um, two of the banks innovative approached me in the risk division and just said, look, I really want to really do some innovation. I don't want to go through multiple forums. I don't want to have to uh, apply for a year's worth of funding to have a change the bank initiative. What I want to do is just test some stuff out and get collaborating. And so they came to me with what in, in the tech world you call user stories. And so it essentially stands there as a user will say, I want to do something. So they approached me and said, I want to onboard a vendor in a day. I want to hire someone in a week. I want to test something out and it, for, for it to go wrong and you to be okay with that. And what we realized and we started digging into the policies, the procedures, the ways of doing things, the controls, um, the teams that control the controls and all of these good things and realized that a lot of it sat with the risk division. And that, that could have been operational risk. It could have been uh, one of the financial risks such as market credit. And it could have been compliance for AFC as well. But we realized that the banking way it had been set up from a first line, a second line, a third line perspective was very much focused on keeping the bank safe and keeping its client data safe which had a knock-on effect of things just taking time. We were controlled as a bank, and that is a disadvantage when you want to be a software company. So over a year ago, these people sat, sat around a table in an office saying, Lewis, it's risk that is slowing me down. We got to a point where I started helping them to design new ways of doing things and getting the approvals and getting Breaking Wave up and running. And then the, uh, the natural progression for that for me was obviously to transition into Breaking Wave and start... Uh, trying to govern a software company, but a software company that obviously has to sit within a bank and be compliant with the bank standards. It's a, it's a pretty unique status, I guess, having that, that tie from a, 
a fintech world to you know one of the largest um, investment banking groups or banking groups in the world. Um, and I, I get that in terms of bureaucracy, it must be, um, yeah, it must be quite a, a difference in terms of worlds. So I guess um, for you, what, what are the challenges and learnings of being Chief Risk Officer um, of a company naturally focused on innovation? Sure. So I, I spent years looking at uh, risk within some, some of the large investment banks in the city. And to go from something which is focused on understanding your appetites, understanding what your risks are, and essentially keeping all the information and, and all the, all the uh, kind of market and credit and the exposure safe, going to a world which essentially tries to foster fail fast, fail often is a methodology which just completely mind-blowing for me. So my, my biggest challenge I found was trying to have these innovators and especially these, these software engineers who hadn't necessarily worked in a bank before and, and their needs and wants to um, you know, on, onboard vendors very quickly, use open source software, be completely reliant on SaaS providers, which, which stands for software as a service. And you go from a world when you look at what they want to what I'm used to, from having absolute ultimate control to any penny that is spent or any penny that is exposed to not even running your own internet or not even hosting your own data because we wanted to be infrastructureless. So I really found it a challenge to get my mind around taking advantage of how a fintech works, utilizing cloud, trying to interact with blockchain, trying to have safe spaces which want to fail so they can learn quickly and move on and trying to keep that safe and building an environment which worked compared to historically having something which was you know, locked down to have minimal breaches and not, not do anything like that. So really the mindset was probably the biggest challenge for me and trying to balance the need from one against the, the commands of the other. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah, so there's, there's, there's a lot of challenges there. Um, so if you're, if you're looking at the challenge that you've had, um, do you think, do you, do you think that many actually many other people could learn from you in terms of as a CRO from a fintech perspective? How you look at risk? Is is there any sort of learnings that you think that you could see having worn both hats in terms of from a senior risk manager with an investment banking environment compared to a fintech environment? Sure, um, definitely, and they may not be applicable to all banks, but definitely, I think there's some learnings from the technology or the fintech industry. So I mentioned user stories earlier, but um, user centricity has been a really big thing for me being a risk manager. So uh, I feel that many processes in the risk divisions, and that can come from teams calculating credit risk to conducting uh, an annual risk and control assessment. All of that, I don't think, has always primarily been focused on uh, the end user or all of the end users. I think it's been focused on satisfying regulations, satisfying audit points, satisfying compliance demands, and satisfying kind of reporting and upwards. But it's not always focused on the user. And the user is usually a business head, or in my, in, in my world, it might even be an engineer or a team lead. So if you think of all of the things we've done in risk across the various functions, uh, risk functions over the years to kind of expand risk and understand risk more. Not all of them are, are focused. And like my classic example of this is just the fact that we have risk taxonomies. It's almost like you're asking a business head to learn another language to speak risk, where at the same time, you're always talking about the same thing. 
I mean, a business head is going to be worried about a market limit that keeps blowing or, or not being able to get his credit limits assessed quick enough to understand, you know, what exposure they've got there. And if you take them down the pub, they'll always be talking about that. But a risk manager might be talking about an acronym or a risk type or a regulation. So just the fact that we speak a different language and we, we create processes, systems and assessments that satisfy risk, not the customer has been a huge one for me. Um, and then the other one for me would, would also be the concept of debt or technical debt, not, not debt in the financial sense. But if you think, for example, how long a risk and control assessment take, it can, it can take months to understand, aggregate, fill out. And all of that is just taking away from someone's primary uh, role, um, especially if they're not a risk manager, especially if they sat in the first line. So sitting in a fintech where you're trying to stay a little leaner, a little keener, and you're trying not to add debt to people who, who don't understand risk in the first place, it's, it's been a real change for me or a learning for me trying to risk a service. So you don't think about doing a risk report or an assessment or analysis you just do it as an embedded part of your decision-making. It's just there. And sometimes you don't even know it's risk management. It's just eyes wide open as decision-making. So that approach, which is agile in the terms of the way we build software, and always focused on uh, you know, a software piece or a need that a customer is going to use at the end, I think risk can learn a lot from that. If, if the end customer isn't using that risk process to make a decision or is using too much of their time, you kind of got to look at it and think, why, why are we doing it this way in the first place? So while there's been a lot of risk learnings and challenges around actually what we do in Breaking Wave, which is software development and you know, the, the blockchains and the AIs and that types, the approach to risk has been, has been huge for me. It's been a, a huge takeaway. Definitely. It's quite interesting what you sort of talk about there in terms of almost seeing risk in a common sense perspective, but also commercial perspective, but not necessarily commercial from a financial sort of end goal, but actually commercially using the best use of everyone's time. Because actually, from a human or individual perspective, we're all, at times, our biggest constraints, isn't it? And uh, if you can think, think of it sensibly about how we can give other people back time and think of the end user, the whole process just becomes more and more productive. 100%. And it's, it's not just the time aspect, it's it's uh, if, if you think of anything in the world now, if you think of Uber, for an example, if you want a taxi, you walk outside in the middle of London where I am today, you press a button and a taxi comes to you. If you want to know the mark to market of your trade yesterday, well, if you approach it in the same manner, you've been able to press a button and use it to make a decision. You know, if my Uber is too expensive and it's got a five times surcharge, I probably won't go and take that risk or, or you know, get in the cab. And it's kind of the same approach in risk management. With the, uh, the fintechs, they just like it here and now, and they can't understand if it doesn't happen that way, or especially if it's something that's just got to be interpreted. So, you know, my, my CEO turning around to me and just saying, I want to expand and I want to know what the risks are, can I do it? And I would come back and say, I'll be back to you in a week. You know, it just doesn't fly. So um, it's, it's really interesting from that perspective. So it's, 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 good. it's good to be a CRO who's able to enable a business and able change i know obviously a lot of cra's are out there to to do that but a lot of cra's really feel constrained by regulations and, and that side of things and it's yeah it, it's nice to be able to move in a swift swift process looking at what the end goal is and how you can improve things i guess that's um that's a nice position to be in mm -hmm. um so also um in terms of 
one of the question I had for you, which is partly why I thought it'd be really interesting to, to reach out and have a conversation um, with you. So, um, Lewis, you, you made it to CRO in 10 years, which is really impressive. Um, I, I know loads of people who'd be really keen to uh, follow in your footsteps or know sort of how you managed to, to do this. Um, <laughs> have you got any stories or any, uh, any interesting insights that you can share um, for how you, you managed to do it and advice for others? <laughs> I'd say if, if you'd asked me 10 years ago if, if I wanted to you know, even work in risk, I'd have probably said no. <laughs> I wouldn't have said it was a, an intentional journey, but definitely an enjoyable one. Um, I, I actually started off in the front office uh, looking at, at exchange and derivatives and rates. So um, it's, it's been an interesting path of going in and looking and having a broad experience of that, that situation. If you think of where FX and rates has been over the past 10 years, that, that strikes words such as LIBOR and WMR and Reuters. So my, my career almost accidentally started coming into risk by getting really interested in how um, you know, trading windows and fixes and all of those pieces started to come together. So once, once kind of the front office piece was done, I think that um, desire to go and understand how something works and challenge it and make it better, uh, it's kind of kept me going all the way through. So I think in my career, I started in the front office. I then moved into uh, non-financial risk, looking at the products I used to sell, so that natural interest was still there. And then, uh, I think Bitcoin about three, four, five years ago was starting to kick off and I started getting interested in that. You know, do we want to start looking at uh, derivatives on cryptocurrencies or do we want to start playing around with blockchain? So, and started investigating that piece and that has naturally snowballed while obviously learning about risk functions into breaking wave. So my, my key takeaway across there is just the, just the point that I, I don't think risk I think risk sometimes gets tagged with a bit of a bad brush or you're meant to be that person on the shoulder saying no. But I very much found the evolution of my career is, you know, I want to say yes. And what can we do to make that yes happen? Be it new controls, be it an interpretation of regulation, be it, you know, moving uh, financial limits around. So the takeaway for me is just being the desire to go and understand, keep probing. And then I think the world is changing so quickly. I mean, the fact that we're sat at home having this conversation means that there's going to be new risk opportunities opening up. Um, and it's just to keep that desire going. So I, I definitely feel I've had a bit of luck over the, uh, the 10 years, but it's definitely been through kind of natural curiosity and progression as well. Hard, hard <laughs> work helps with yeah. luck. <laughs> and it's, you, you, you've got a nice, you've had a really nice broad foundations for your, your sort of career, which obviously really helps with, with you do that. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's nice to sort of hear how, how things have, have gone and, um, yeah, it, it puts you in a good position now. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's been a, a really good 10 years and I think I've been lucky to work with some people who've, who've always pushed me out there. I mean, you, you said stories. I, I remember my first day in, um, I, I think, working as a non-financial risk manager. And I just joined, wasn't really sure about all the complexities, how the different frameworks worked and how, you know, different risk functions typed together. But um, I just remember being given a, a notepad sent off to the trading floor and told, you've got three days to come back with three big problems and then some ideas on how to fix them. And I, I didn't quite grasp that that was, 
you know, identifying a self-identified issue, putting an action plan together, and then reporting it up through management to bring down a risk level. You know, it didn't quite click at the time, but little things like that were just really good fun. Yeah, well, we all, we all learn, and it's, it's good. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to have had those experiences and see, um, uh, see, see the outcomes and, and learn from others as well. Definitely. So do you, do you, have, any, I think, do you have any questions for me as well? Um, yeah, so I, I think sitting opposite you today and, and understanding kind of my, my journey we just talked through, I was, I was wondering to what extent you've seen traditional banking and perhaps the encroachment from challenges um, and fintechs, I'll put in that category as well. How have you seen those two, word, two worlds kind of combine, not just from a company perspective, but also from a, a personnel perspective? Yeah, that's, that's a really interesting question. So um, I've seen, I mean, naturally these firms we're talking about here, they tend to be smaller. So the roles have tends to be a bit broader. Um, if you're at um, a large banking group, for example, you're always going to be naturally slightly siloed in terms of what you do. Um, and the skill sets that you gain at, at a fintech environment or a challenger environment, it can be broader. There's pros and cons to both. And I think I recommend someone who's working at a larger bank to gain some broader exposure. But yes, yeah, certainly the skills sets that they've been changing. And um, we've looked at more quantitative skill sets. Um, those stakeholder management and communication skills, they're never going to go away, especially from a risk and operational slash enterprise wide risk side of things. You, you need to be able to build up relationships and understanding of the business. That's never going to go away. But being able to understand the quant quantification side of things in terms of what it actually means um, and, and how things affect others, that's, that's important. So I, I guess in terms of risk as the future, um, there's all sorts of new risks which are increasing in size, whether that's, um, we, we touched on before this, but resilience, um, that's increasingly high profile now. Um, cyber risk, um, we're all working from home and uh, um, there's a lot more of the world is, is online. So yeah, there's, there's tons of different ways that, that, that things are going. And I guess from a banking perspective, finally, it's definitely more of a regulated environment, whereas the FinTech and Challenger, there are certain regulations, FinTech may be less so at the moment, but I think there is going to be likely to be sort of more so in the future. But yeah, it's, it's having that awareness of operating within either a regulatory environment or best practices. So you're really prepared to take those next steps. Okay, interesting. And, and given the environment we're in today, you know, even, even working from home, you mentioned resilience. Are you seeing the, the risk functions or the CROs taking a, a, an increased lead in kind of the strategy side of things? So, so more the defining the future rather than uh, con not constraining, but um, managing the future, playing a bit more of an active role there? I think absolutely. I mean, today when we're in this sort of um, economic recession, um, uh, certainly anyone who's got large credits or, or, or um, uh, debt issues, you've got to first of all sort of know and understand where your exposures are and, and that naturally would come under a risk, um, risk division. So I think there's been a whole journey of looking at um, what 
strategic, you know, what, what your strategy is, what your appetite is towards sort of risk. And also I've seen, I mean, I've focused on risk hiring for 15 years and I've seen the role of uh, CRO or, or head of risk increase in presence. So there's been some regulatory growth um, where CROs put on parity or close to parity to the CFO. Um, and yeah, I'm increasingly seeing CROs on boards. CROs make uh, important strategic decisions. Um, and really, I think, I mean, we, we tend to use a lot of jargon and a lot of risk terms and cliches, which are very familiar to people in the risk world, but other people don't. But I think it's, it's important to have that risk figurehead to be able to share the risk standpoint with, with the business and with, with the boards and help them make, make, make the best decisions for the business going forwards. And I think, um, I guess that's in part your, um, your, your role and, and, and others. And it's, um, it's, it's really important to mark, mark, match up that strategic and commercial side of things in addition to risk. I think that's a really important way for going forwards. Great, thank you for the answer. So, yeah, thanks again for your time, Lewis. It's been really, I think we've covered quite a few interesting topics here. Um, it's been my pleasure talking to you. Um, I'll share a link with your LinkedIn background, Victor uh, profile, and um, feel free to follow us on um, RCQ Associates for risk, further risk talks. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.